They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Welcome. Here we go. It's that time again. Matt Connerton unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. And it is a glorious day here. Also on Comcast 97, if you're in Manchester. Uh, of course, uh, hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, today is Thursday, April 21, 2022. And uh, I'm stalling. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm having a little... Uh, Technical issue here today. Anyway, it happens. But I am not alone in the studio, my friends. I am not alone. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love, and that's all dance. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Yeehaw, Texas Mike is here. Yeehaw. Oh, that was an excellent yeehaw, Texas Mike. Well done, sir. Yep. Well done. All right, very good. And uh, in the second hour of the show today, we'll be joined by, uh, I believe his name is Glenn uh, Roman Jelly uh, dot net. Uh, dot net. Uh, <laughs> net. Wow. His website is RomanJelly.net. I think that's what the RJ stands for. That's what he said. Isn't it, Texas Mike? That's what the RJ is? No, it's completely different. Oh, it's Roman Jello. That's what it is, right? You're getting closer. I remember now. It was Rene Jacoby. Or was it Reno Jacoby? Reno Joseph. Reno Joseph. That doesn't sound like a real name to me. Do you think that's his real name? 
Yes. Okay. I think that's a stage name that he selected because, you know, he has embarked on quite the recording career. And we will be uh, graced with uh, some more of his new music today, of course, uh, in the second hour of the show. You know, uh, Glenn R.J. will add, as I like to say, has a golden throat, uh, truly the uh, voice of an angel. Uh, I do want to remind you, of course, before we get rolling here, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, right across the street. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. I did hear something about, uh, do you know about this, Texas Mike? Uh, Kenny's getting the oven repaired. So uh, Yeah, they- yeah, yeah. so they're, close, yeah. they're hoping to be open tomorrow, but um, on Saturday when they had um, karaoke, a bunch of the local downtown restaurants came together and gave them products. So Ditches Cafe, Saskeen, um, Todd's India, and USA Chicken and Biscuit. I'll give them pot food so they can do a do a like a sample platter. Oh, okay. So, so they could stay open because since they since you can't really have no food when you haven't to to maintain your liquor license. So that's right. Yeah, uh, people might not know this. Uh, whether you're, uh, you know, actually. It's, I'm sure it's not common knowledge among New Hampshire residents, because why would most people know this? And, of course, people out of state wouldn't know this. But here in the state of New Hampshire, uh, you are legally required to, um, basically, as Jenny likes to say, there's no such thing as a bar in New Hampshire. Everything is a restaurant. Because in New Hampshire, you cannot have an establishment that only serves alcohol or, you know, serves alcohol and maybe puts out uh, some peanuts or something to, to snack on and and, and just... You know, you have to have a functioning kitchen uh, of of some, you know, to some degree. So, um, so if if you're in a situation where you have no food, then you cannot serve alcohol. And uh, I don't know if other states are like that, but that is something uh, uh, you know that happens here in New Hampshire. So, if you can't serve any food, you're kind of uh, SOL uh, for the moment until you get the uh, well. In, in this case, until uh, they get the oven fixed. But uh, Easy G joins us on the phone. Hello, Easy G. Oh, hey, yeah, you know, I live right across the street from the Mrs. and Boys and Girls Club, and every day... You do? It happens. The ball bounces over the fence, and it landed almost in my uh, property. Every day, they kick the ball over the uh, over the, the railing. <laughs> and then, uh, what Bunch are you... Bunch of crazy kids, huh? Oh, those crazy... I'll tell you what, these kids today... With They're their pretty talented, bunk. though. I just saw a kid... I just saw... I can't do this. I bet you can't do it, Matt, or... Uh, of course I can. Texas Mike, they just did a flip. No, yeah, yeah. That's, Emo, yes, I was a cheerleader. I, I could never do that, even when I was small. Yes, Emo, I was a cheerleader in a, one year in high school. Um, I, 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 I tried my best to do a somersault and whatnot. Almost got it, but nope. Well, as Really? Uh, wow. I didn't, even, I didn't even tried it over the years. As uh, as you guys both know. But anyways, know, I forgot to no ask mind. you. Uh, oh yeah, you could join in too, Texas Mike. The um, when I listen to a lot of those overnight shows, I wasn't feeling the best. So I was up at like one a.m. and uh, they always talk about the you know, UFOs or the uh, uh, psychics, or they like to talk about Bigfoot. This old show from the um, the, they listen to the, yeah, yeah, ten a ten p.m. to one a.m. They go way back. Or oh, our Bell, you know that guy. You're talking Great about radio voice. A.M. Coast to Coast. Right, and he talks about um, um, the uh, Bigfoot. Do you believe in that matter, or Texas Mike? See, I think that you, I understand what's going on here, EZG. Uh, you're bringing up Bigfoot because you know how John Hopwood 
likes to tease me and make sport of my Yeti heritage. And you're using this as a way, as a sideways way of, uh, I, I of insulting me. You are, you it, are using a, uh, this. You, a, you are using. You are using this opportunity to insult me. <laughs> you are piling on along with John Hopwood. And no, we do oh, not. Appre- we do not appreciate those comparisons. We consider them oh, not right. necessarily racist, I, I think, but specious. I think it's all. It's all. Uh, it's all um, not true. Oh wow! Good save. But they I, talked about it for two hours, believe it or not. I like, know what oh you're, tr- I know Bigfoot, what you're Bigfoot, trying Bigfoot. to do. I know what you're trying exactly. to do. I swear yeah. I saw Bigfoot in yeah. like New Mexico, or I saw him in California, or I saw him you know, in Alaska. Yeah, I He looked it. like Bigfoot. Yeah. I had to be him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, John put you, uh, Hop would put you up to this, didn't he? He put you up to this. I, I bet he told you, hey, you know what would be really funny? You should call Matt's show and start talking about Bigfoot. It'll really hurt his feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, to change the subject, I don't know if you heard the uh, big news when uh, Tony Khan there, he bought another uh, small independent league. They're going to do a big uh, pay-per-view on June 26th in Chicago. Oh, he, he he didn't buy New Japan, but been doing a joint pay-per-view in Chicago. In oh, he's mean, doing a dual thing, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, usually they only do four pay-per-views, but they're mixing it up. They're doing a fifth one now. They're mixing it up. I don't know up. if it'll be any good, but you know, time will tell, I guess. Whose idea was it to mix it up? Was that your idea? Well, that's what he's doing. You know, he always has these big announcements, you know, and people are online are saying, it's better be a big announcement, it better be good. <laughs> I think he's using that word a little too much. He's got, uh, well, he has had some big announcements, and there will be more. Any day now, we're going to have the big announcement that AEW is going to be on HBO Max. That's going to be the next big announcement, I think. Really? I think so. Really? I think so. That'll be the next big announcement. HBO Max, wow. you gotta pay. You got to pay for that, Sam. Hmm? Pardon? So you have to pay for HBO Max? Uh, you do have to subscribe to it, yes, if that's what you're asking. Oh, really? Oh, they're going to do that to make some more money for the uh, pay the wrestlers? Because they got a lot of wrestlers these days working for AEW. Well, there's currently no AEW currently has no streaming service. So it would be like WWE oh, okay. being on Peacock. Yeah, I watched a match the other day with uh, CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes. That's a pretty good match. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, I... I had good reviews about that match last night. Yeah, I, I would like to see that. See, CM Punk wants to get the uh, the heavyweight belt, so they, they're pushing him big time. Yes. And another thing in the, in the world of WWE, they're saying that Cody Rhodes it should have had the big push to fight Roman Reigns at the uh, WrestleMania instead of uh, instead of the way they they wrote the script. But no, I disagree. No reason. Right now, the, you know, Monday Night Raw, I watched the uh, highlights like I always do the day after. It was. It wasn't too good. No reason to uh, to do uh, Cody versus uh, Roman Reigns right off the bat. You, that that's worth building up to. They got to do a big build up to that. Uh, you find it right there, I guess. But I, w- I always like to see how many views they get for the uh, different shows. I mean, different um, pieces of Monday Night Raw. And boy, most of them were pretty lousy. The only one that that stood out was the, uh, Cody Rhodes uh, fighting uh, uh, Kevin Owens. But then he got mad, I guess, and then he ran out of the ring. Seth Rollins interfered. He goes, "This is your mess, not mine." Yeah. <laughs> they said they said WWE is wasting Cody Rose time fighting uh, Owens and fighting uh, Seth Rollins. This is just people, you know, online. No. What 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 do they know? You know, the, the, the chat lines. You know, they've got him on a three year contract. Like to, uh, give their two cents. There's no reason to rush. There's no reason to rush him. Yeah, I know, but you know, people are. They don't want to wait. Oh, uh, Eric! But I think eventually they, they they brought him back to put the belt on him, so maybe he'll be the guy that dethrones Roman Reigns. 
Eric Pilcher points so the, out. The, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, wow. This is a big moment. Eric Pilcher points out in the chat, he says, Matt, they are on, referring to AEW, they are on TNT and TBS Streaming Plus Fight TV. I think you have to. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But there, but I know there's uh, there's there's talk of them uh, going to uh, HBO Max. Yeah, I know they keep saying the rumor that The Rock's coming back next WrestleMania. Maybe he'll come back next WrestleMania, but not to wrestle. He can't wrestle no more. I think it's part of his oh. contract. Well, perhaps he'll be... The uh, world of uh, entertainment. Perhaps he'll be between movies. The last time he wrestled, he hurt himself. And they don't oh, like that. That is true. They don't like that. I bet he didn't like it either. He came back and run his mouth. You know, nobody runs his mouth like The Rock did. I mean, he came back for the... Uh, and when he did the Super Bowl. You know, was, uh, they didn't like that. But if you like wrestling, he did a great job. He did do a great job. Yes. Of course, he's going to be doing the XFL next year, you know, because they're going to delay because of COVID and everything. So, yeah, they're getting sued. We'll, we'll see what happens because XFL really hasn't done well the last two times they've thrown it out there. They're getting sued over their logo. Already? Yes. Oh, boy. Well, they got the US, I know you're not a big sports fan, but the USFL now. And then they got this other league where it's all it's all timed. So, but I don't, I don't think any of these leagues can compete with the NFL. That's the problem. I agree. The NFL is a big giant. Did you know the NFL? But anyways, the, uh, speaking, of, speaking, of, speaking of giants, yeah, and uh, yeah, too bad the uh, Hoppy's not in the uh, in the um, in the room right now. Like that was kind of funny. You brought that up. I mean, I brought it up. I guess. All right, I'll let you go on this rattling on. So, all right, you guys have a great show. You too. Bye. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> You have a great show, too, EZG. Very nice. Uh, that last thought, by the way, in case anyone's legitimately curious, I was going to say, did you know the NFL is actually a nonprofit? Did you know that, uh, Texas Mike? It's a nonprofit organization. I, I did not I, I did not know that, yeah. even though I've been a big sportsman all my life. So. Yeah, yeah. That's not something most people uh, realize. Ron joins us. Hi, Ron. Hello, guys. Hello. Well, I, hello, uh, guys. I wanted to say it was what a good thought, a oh, good to hear that people came together to you know donate and help with the uh, hobnut i like that's that's uh that's great you know we're, we're so much worthy of news and you know and giving a shout out and our our, our own mr easy g he even gave a uh a donation today to the um peter white show brought him in some uh some um what do you call it from the uh back the Bridge Cafe, some um, muffins, bagels. bagels. Yeah, Mister Easy Uneasy G, Easy G. But the reason I was calling too was I I was just watching the pawn show on about a pawn show about an hour ago, and I was thinking of you guys. They had a 1985 Sports Illustrated book with Hulk Hogan on the front, and it had his signature. And there was some other wrestler, which because I don't know wrestling, but this guy is a real he was all dressed in gold. He really, he I guess he was a name at the time. He thought he was, uh, you know, extravagant and something. But anyways, it was for sale, and um, I thought maybe it would have been worth a lot. The guy was asking a hundred and forty, but he only uh, he only got eighty five for it. Mm. That's capitalism. Yeah, but that was it. I said I was thinking of you guys. I said, oh, look at that and wrestling, and then that was all. Mm. All right, Ron. Uh, yeah, that's it. I uh, <laughs> wanted to say the most important thing was I was like I was just wanted to say how great it was that, to hear that uh, everybody got together. 
Yeah. Or the uh, Hopknot. No, that's uh, and, you know they did the same. I was gonna Go say ahead. I was gonna say, Ron. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, yes, of course, the Hopknot are uh, are a wonderful sponsor. They um they do a lot in the community, and Kenny is uh, from the Hopknot is really good at networking with other restaurants and other businesses generally. He's um you know he's got the I, I mean have you Ron have you met Kenny? I couldn't tell you. I've only been to the oh, Hopknot okay. the one time that you were down there with your show, Mikey. So if I did, I'll never couldn't tell you. Mikey knows because you know you go in the, in there on a regular basis. Yeah. You know Kenny has. You know, he's really got the personality for that. He's very outgoing and really good at talking with people. And um, actually, the way that the Hopknot became a sponsor to begin with was uh, conversations that he had with Jenny when Jenny went in there and they struck up a conversation. And that was the, the beginning of uh, of uh, of that, of, of our uh, great friendship and our uh, our working relationship as well. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, so it, it, it doesn't surprise me. Um, that other businesses would would, would want to help the Hopknot, and of course they would do the same for others because Kenny is really that that's something that's very important to him is is establishing relationships with others in the community, and uh, so that's that's great. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, good news. Cool yep. news to all of them. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, man. That's uh, that's my five minutes of fame. <laughs> all right, Ron. Thank you for the call, my friend. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, that was our friend Ron. Yes, yes, yes. Um, by the way, tomorrow night at the Hopknot, uh, you know, assuming they're they're if if the uh, oven is fixed and they're open, uh, Chad Verbeck is uh, scheduled to play live. They do have live music every Friday night, and uh, we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, it's Eric Pilcher calling. Eric Pilcher, all the way from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And we are looking forward to your classic film review tomorrow, of course, uh, The Manchurian Candidate. And I would also add, because it was uh, just uh, this week, but we haven't uh, talked to you on the show, a uh, belated happy birthday to you. I appreciate it. It was a great day. Thank you very much. I appreciated all the happy birthday wishes from everyone that's a part of the show and that listens to the show. It was very nice. Um, you touched base on this about the NFL, and they are a nonprofit organization. Do you know how they're a nonprofit organization? No, I am curious. I don't. I don't know uh, the details. It's very shrewd. Mm. <laughs> they claim, and it's a, and they're grandfathered in on this, that the NFL itself does not generate any profit. Really. As its own entity. Its profits are generated from independently owned teams. Oh, gotcha. Every dollar of income generated through television, rights fees, licensing agreements, sponsorships, ticket sales, and other means is earned by the two clubs and is taxable by them. Interesting. Interesting. Now, what about, um, so Roger Goodell, who's, he's still there, right? He's the, what do they call him? The commissioner? Is that his yes. title? Commissioner. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so how is, Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know he's, um, I mean, again, I'm not a sports guy, so I don't know a lot about him, but I do know he's somewhat of a controversial figure, it would seem. Um, how, he is probably the most hated commissioner in all of pro sports. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. Or, man, 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 from baseball is up there due to the, recent walkout but yeah i would say goodell one manfred two 
after that. Um, I'd actually put Adam Silver uh, of the NBA ahead of Manfred. Really? Manfred was in a no-win situation with the labor lockout in baseball. Who? Oh. Yeah. I mean, he, he really couldn't win that because he had Donald Freer, Fear, who's a blowhard. Um, he had players that were fighting everything he said just to fight him. They, they were going towards a lockout. I think he did the best he could to mitigate the damage and get them back on the field and try to salvage a full season, which he did, and ultimately his job. So, I mean, he looked awful in doing it because he conceded everything, but it had to be done. So, But I put Adam Silver ahead of Rob Manfred really? on the okay. hated list. I think Adam S- Silver is just pathetic. So here, here's my question about Goodell, Eric. So with, uh, the, you know, you, you've explained how they get away with being, a, how the NFL gets away with being a nonprofit. So who pays, where does Roger Goodell's salary come from? And where does, you know, the, the money for the, um, you know, NFL offices and, and the infrastructure and whatnot, where does all that come from? The teams pay it. The teams pay it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's why the teams vote for the, com- vote for the commissioner. Because they ultimately pay the salary. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I mean, in the the thing to keep in mind here is they're a nonprofit. They are not tax tax exempt. Yeah. They actually ended that one or two years ago. They removed their tax exemption status. Oh, okay. That allowed them to renew their nonprofit status. Oh, okay. So that's recent. yeah, it, it, that's recent. Oh, interesting. Okay, wow. So it's very shrewd in how they go about it. But yeah, you, you would think with the new multi-billion-dollar TV deals that mm-hmm. they signed in NFL Sunday Ticket going to Apple TV, rumored, but more than likely, um, that yeah, that they would make money. But the way they do it, in the way the Money payout is structured every year. They do not make a profit. <laughs> Has it always been that way since the very beginning? Do you since know? 1942. No kidding. I'll be damned. Wow. Well, that is. Uh, That's how the rich stay rich, Matt. That is. Uh, that is shrewd. Don't they also? <laughs> is this? Is this still a thing? I, I. I remember learning about this a number of years ago. When they do um, at games, at NFL games, when they do, like, uh, is it the Super Bowl where they do it, where they have, like, a big military thing, like they have fighter jets flying over or something, and there's this whole big military display that uh, that, that they, uh, doesn't the government pay for that, pay the NFL to do yeah, that, or how does it, that work? It depends on the stadium the Super Bowl is held at. Okay. Some stadiums have a no-fly zone enacted within a certain radius of their stadium yeah and if they host the super bowl they have the roof closed okay so so there's a couple different things that go into that but yes my understanding is that the u.s government pays for that Mm. because it's it's i mean you really think about it i don't know how much they pay but whatever it is it's a drop in the bucket compared to the publicity they get right it's yeah. almost it's it's almost as good as a commercial. Yeah. During the halftime show. <laughs>
Yeah, no and kidding. reality to say, here comes the United States Air Force and the whatever planes are flying over the stadium. I have to say, and you have then you have young kids who sit there and say, "I want to fly one of those planes." Yep. Recruitment ways are opened. Yep. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I'm a little uncomfortable though with a no-fly zone over uh, over a game because what if uh, if a Russian plane uh, decides to do a flyover during the football game? We'll have to shoot it down, and then that's World War Three. Right, that probably wouldn't happen. Oh, I guess. Shot. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, you know. So hopefully the the Russians uh, stay away from our football. I, I and I don't know like I don't know who enacts that no fly zone yeah. if it's a state thing just to keep the stadium safe. Yeah. You, I would almost have to think that it'd have to be in conjunction with federal. Yeah. In order for it to have any validity. Well, but yeah. I do know there are a couple stadiums that because of the cities they're located in and the fact that they are prime targets for terrorist activity. The stadiums have a no-fly zone enacted. I yeah. think uh, Dallas is one of them, and Arizona is one of them. No, and I actually, I, I, obviously I was being facetious. I do think that makes sense, uh, you know, and because you don't want, uh, you know, that would be a, a prime target for a, a terrorist, uh, you know, all those people together for a game. Um Crystal from Illinois is in the chat and says, so are the NFL teams themselves also nonprofit? I assume not. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. They get they get hit hard on taxes. Okay. Um, because they get state, local, and federal. Uh yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, they 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 get leveled. Um and, you know, that's why TV deals and getting new stadiums to get people in are such a big deal, because that's how the NFL survives. People focus on their nonprofit status. And if you look at it on the surface, yes, it's a completely total sham. <laughs> yes, it, it, it's very, it's shameless. But at the end of the day, it's required for that league to survive. If yeah. they didn't have that nonprofit status, the the league would the league would be millions in debt. Mm-hmm. But you but you did say they've lost their tax exempt status, right? No, they forfeited it, and I believed it was in correlation to keep. Oh, to keep their uh, nonprofit status that's been grandfathered in. Oh, okay. So it really doesn't affect them then. No. Okay, no. gotcha. Okay. Like, like, there are people that just read a headline. They're like, oh, man, the NFL is really changing. Right, right. No. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that That's like saying, oh, man, the mafia only owns two casinos in New York. They're really changing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, no. It's, it's all done. It's all done strategically, and it's all done. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. 
They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. To protect themselves. Of course, of course, yeah. Uh, Eric Street in the chat says Roger Goodell was ranked number one as a Boston sports enemy. Why, why is he so hated? What's what's uh, what, what's all the Tom antipathy? Tom Brady Deflategate. Oh yes, yes. Now I'm not, even though as you know I'm not a sports guy. When that whole thing was going on, I have to admit it captured my attention. I was I was paying a lot of attention to Deflategate. Well, it's it's ridiculous. Let's let's just look at it from this perspective. A man that hits his wife gets six games. Tom Brady got four games for deflated footballs that have been proven by science not to be tampered with. When you say the guy who hits his wife, let me see if I can remember. Is that, is that Ray Rice? That's one Well, of Ray Rice got suspended for a full season and has never played since. Okay. Um, despite him being very contrite and him actually doing work within like for battered spouses organizations he really seemed like a guy that and rightfully so i'm not defending his action no certainly. of course of course he, not. Seemed, he seemed like a guy that really is like okay yeah i screwed up and he hasn't made an issue about not being in the nfl not anymore he totally gets it okay um i'm talking about just kind of standard you know a guy that is arrested for spousal abuse yeah. six games uh performance enhancing drugs maybe eight games on a first offense mm-hmm. tom brady had a deflated football in the worst <laughs> statistical half at that point he has ever played in the playoff game really and you Suspend him for four games. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's ridiculous. It, and there are people out there that defended it. He sure. said, "Oh, he tarnished the shield." I'm sorry, a football that is deflated a little bit that came from directly from the opposing team, thirty minute, and they had it for thirty minutes. Yeah. So who knows what they did to it? Right. Is is no way, shape, or form worse than a guy who hits his girlfriend or hits his wife? Who was who was the guy in the elevator? Was that Ray Rice? That was Ray Rice. That okay. That's who I was thinking of. I I, I remember that. Yeah. And, wow. The NFL botched that. They had that tape. No one can tell me they that they didn't know and didn't have that tape the entire time. Yeah. The issue is the tape got made public. Mm-hmm. And the NFL looked bad yeah. and then had to go into collateral damage mode. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, R- Roger Goodell is a scumbag. How long has he been there? It seems like I've been hearing his name forever. I want to say 2001 or 2002. Oh, two decades. Okay. I don't have my computer in front of me, so I can't. Yeah. No, no, but that makes sense because, uh, like I said, I, I feel like I've been uh, hearing his name forever and ever, so that makes sense. Wow, he's been there a long damn time. I bet he's very wealthy. 2006, Eric. Two, 
2006. Okay, thank you, uh, Texas Mike. Wow, I was way off. There's a reason that I we... I feel uh, like Lloyd Christmas and Dumb and Dumber <laughs> now, and he's like, damn tonight. Hey, that's, that's way off. No, that's all right. There's a reason we put Texas Mike at the news desk, because when he's here, he is the best newsman in the spot. business. He really is. He's very good. He's uh, very good at researching things quickly. Yes, good job, Texas Mike. Way to make me feel inferior. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, you know, there's a guy in New York who's very jealous of Texas Mike. You know, I I might have to change my name to Eric Tencher. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, uh, now that your name is coming out of his mouth on a regular basis, we're finally hearing all sorts of interesting pronunciations of your name. Uh, boy. I, I know. I, <laughs> day before my birthday, I heard my name on his video, and I'm like, top of the world, ma. <laughs> yeah. I messaged Dirk, and I'm like, I've made it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he ever says Dirk's name wrong. He spells it wrong when he's titling his videos, but I don't think he's ever said it wrong. Dirk is, is a, a pretty easy name. It's only one syllable, but. Uh, Give him time. Yeah. Conner- Give him time. Connerton Pilcher. Yeah. He will botch someone's, he'll botch his name, and it'll be because of his speech impediment. But Of course. Who knows. He probably does yeah, it to me, no, too. I, I, I sent that video to all my friends, and I'm like, go to the 407 bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but uh, uh, Texas Mike, he does not botch your name. He does not. No, you. you wow. If you watch, no. if you if you watch, you're, his... you're you're honored, Texas Mike. <laughs> yeah. If you actually watch his videos, you'll probably wish that he did. But uh, no, he does not. Now, if he tried to say your real name, though, if he tried to say your real last name, Mikey, I can only imagine how it would come out. Oh, It'd probably be like uh, Marshando or something. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> Car meat wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm surprised he can pronounce painter. Yeah, he oh. does uh he does uh yeah, I've never heard him have a problem with Billy's name. Yeah. Yeah, I, I that shocked me. I'm like two syllables, man. You're moving up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Pilcher is uh difficult for him. But that's okay. P- yeah, Pincher. I, I, I because you know we're all just using him to get famous. So I, I should just That's go right. to the Cedar Rapids courthouse, file that paperwork, <laughs> and become Eric Pincher, and give all credit to him for building my career. That's right. As a senior technician making 45000 a year. Yes. You owe it all to, 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 to the jealous one from I, New York. I do. Yeah. I do. He, <laughs> he, he is everything, you know. He is he just. He really is. He really He's my is. beacon of light in this dark, dark world. Would you say that he is the wind beneath your wings? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. He is my hero. He just, yep. Well, he's a real yep. New Yorker, you know. He's very oh, impressive. Yeah. 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 He, uh-huh. And, <laughs> you know, he's saving the greatness of rock and roll music. Yes. Yes. R- rock and, and roll you know, needs totally a Totally diminishing other groups mm-hmm. that have contributed a great deal to music and we should support him in his endeavors. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes. Well, Eric, uh, listen, so, yes. uh, I was going to say, before we let you go, uh, you should plug your uh, film review for tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow is the Manchurian candidate uh, with not the 2004 release starring Denzel Washington and Liv Schreiber and Meryl Streep. 
It is the 1962 one directed by John Frankenheimer and starring Frank Sinatra, Lawrence Harvey, and my old school cinema crush, Janet Leigh. Ah yes, yes, it is a great film. I've yes. um, I, I I have seen the original and the uh, and the one with Denzel. I I, I like them both, but um... I have not seen the remake. I'm oh. very indifferent to remakes. You have to. Mm. There has to be a hook for me to watch it. Like I saw the Dune remake and absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I re- I'm really looking forward to part two because I love how they did it. Um. And then I saw the remake of Nightmare Alley, and I was like, okay, yep, yep, okay. (laughs) That did not even need to be done. Thank you. Moving on. But, yeah, there has to be kind of a hook Mm -hmm. uh, for me to watch a remake. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, um, but yeah, no, I really should watch it because it looks like it has an amazing cast. Yes, no, it, it is. It's very, I did not know Meryl good. Streep was in it. Yeah, yeah, no, it is very good, but I do not like it as much as the original. I, the original is just phenomenal, so I'm really looking forward to your. The review. original was, and like there, it, it's so it's one of those films that it was very hard to pick the clips for. Yeah, because there's so many you can go off of. Yeah. But at least this time you didn't have to do all that editing with the. Uh, oh, I did that by design. <laughs> I always like to do a film where I know I don't have to do any ed- my very minor editing. Yeah. <laughs> after I get carpal tunnel from cutting words every every third or fourth word. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, for those for those so, who yeah, don't. That for- is- for those who don't know, for those who missed it last week, uh, Eric chose uh, Pulp Fiction uh, to review, and uh, those uh, movie clips needed some editing. <laughs> so, yeah. Heavy-handed editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah, but no, uh, that will be tomorrow's film, and then the blog will be about the Red Scare and Hollywood. Oh, very interesting. Yes, yes. And that will be up at uh, PilchersPoint.com. On Saturday. On Saturday. Very good. Very good. We should also mention, too, quickly that you were on uh, John Hopwood's show this week, WPYP-TV, talking about The Godfather Part 2, and uh, that will be available online, uh, probably not on YouTube. I tried to upload last week's show to YouTube, and it got a copyright block, so I I just put it up on, uh, I think I put it up on Rumble and uh, BitChute. Um, and we'll do the same with this week's show uh, when I have it. But, uh, yep. but and yeah, I also link those on my website as well, directly oh. to where you post them to. So, Ex- excellent, excellent. Um, and then next week, uh, John texted me today. We're going to kind of wrap everything up in a bow with The Godfather. Yeah, very good. Both films, kind of oh. do like a wrap up of the two films. Excellent, excellent. All right. Well, very good. We look forward to that. Yes, it's it's been great to talk about The Godfather because it really is it really is a great film uh, for people to look at and see. And if you know the if you research the backstory, you appreciate it so much more. Yeah, because it's a film that should not have even been successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a miniseries premiering on Paramount Plus April 28th called The Offer. 
It's a dramatic recreation of the making of The Godfather, starring Miles Teller. Oh, oh no kidding. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yes, Miles Teller and I forget his name. He was in the Roots remake and the Tudors. Okay. Jonathan Reese Davis is in it. Oh, okay. Yep. And Matthew Good is in it as well. Okay. So it's got a great cast. I think it's going to be an eight-part series with a new episode premiering every week. Oh. So, yes. For those that have never seen it, I highly recommend both of them. They're in my top three films, greatest of all time. Uh, and really got me to look at film as more than just entertainment. Look at film as an art form. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Outstanding. Good stuff. Well, all right, uh, Eric Pincher. Uh, <laughs> thank you. For, thank, thank you for calling. Yes, Eric, Eric. Eric Pincher. Yes. Mike, can you do something for me? Yes. Drop a yeehaw. Yeehaw. Oh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. Talk about golden throat. That's right. That was awesome. That's right. <laughs> All right, Eric. Thank you so much for the call, my friend. No problem. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, that was our friend Eric Pilcher uh, from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And, of course, he does Eric's uh, classic film review every Friday here on the show. Tomorrow you will get to hear his review of The Manchurian Candidate. So we look forward to that. And uh, Ron joins us again. Hi, Ron. Hi. I just a question and a comment, and then I'll take the answer off the air. Okay. I never really broke down, you know, the concept of the NFL. I always thought of teams. Um, stadiums and owners, you know, um, so if you own a stadium like Kraft, everything that you get that you generate through concessions or merchandise is profit from Kraft. But what exactly is the NFL then? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's interesting. It sounds like they have uh, figure out a way to uh it, it, it's all in a way it's almost like the NFL doesn't actually exist, you know? Yeah. So you, you see my confusion, right? I do. I do. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, you know, Eric, Eric explained it, but obviously a, a, a true, you know, like really um, in-depth explanation would be, would be uh, difficult. But, you know, when, when we're talking about uh, taxes and uh, how companies are classified and so forth, it, it uh, all gets very complicated, but so, you know, I, I feel like I understand it as best as I can from from uh, Eric's explanation. But, yeah, I mean, there's if you were to really do a deep dive on it, Ron, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of questions you could ask. But but, yeah, they get away with it. Right. Some, some, it's, it's, it's really not that important. It just left yeah. me confused. It made me think. Yeah, but it is. Um, I remember when I first a number of years ago, when I first learned that the NFL was a nonprofit, I was like, wow, how is that even possible? You know? But uh, but they they mm. they figured it out and and you know like Eric said, uh, the teams actually pay uh, uh, Roger Goodell's uh, Goodell's salary and I guess they must uh, pitch in for everything else that the NFL does. So they uh, they bear the cost and uh, the NFL itself. Uh, that's how the NFL gets to uh, be a nonprofit. So the NFL must be mostly like um, everything that's aired on television. I mean, I guess that must be it, right? So, the, uh, 
Yeah, well, Eric, you know, the, um, Eric is in the chat the room. Eric is in the chat room clarifying uh, a couple uh, details. He says the NFL just oversees operations. They are a governing body. So thank they, you, because yeah. I tried to call in. I wanted to ask while he was on the air, because that's that was. I'm thank you for calling back. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I'm glad he did, because I'm glad he did. Yep. And the only comment I had is I heard on the radio today that. Uh, Mikey would know the guy's name, and so wouldn't Eric. Um, that guy that started the uh, take a knee, take a knee thing. Colin Kaepernick. Um, he's, yeah, he's looking. He's looking to get back into the football game desperately. I guess he's. Yeah. Whether I don't know if he would take a knee any ever again, but he's he's basically saying, "I'm sorry, I'm broke. I need a job," and he wants. He's dying to get back. Yeah, he he he. Yeah, he's he's dying to get back. Um, and he's even saying he'll even. If he doesn't even see the field, he'll take a job. But but it's like just to, just for a team to take that risk and see what. Yes, that incident happened like five five years ago, something like that. Just, yeah. Just to take the risk on putting him back out there to see what the negative feedback is from five years ago. That's it. You when he when he signs. When you sign a player who's had a checkered pass like that, like Carl Kaepernick is an incredible athlete. He has his own opinion like everybody else. It's just that when you look back on it and if you if a team tries to sign him, their fans are gonna they're they're gonna be haters still. Well, it it depends. I I mean, uh, obviously, some fans hate him. Some fans, I'm sure, love him and and respect him, you know, for what he's done. But I would imagine part of what is the calculus here, I don't know how old Colin Kaepernick is, but I know football players, I mean, any athlete, any professional athlete, you only have uh, so long uh, that you can actually uh, uh, play and and then, uh, you know, things start to break down. And, you know, obviously, in football especially, it's such a physical sport. You know, and and not not just the, the toll that it that it takes on your on your body, on your joints, and everything, but the the toll that it takes on your uh, on your brain, uh, with all that we've been learning over the years now about CTE and what happens to the brains of uh, some of these football players. So I, I I would imagine he's looking at the, you know, he's he's looking at the calendar and the the clock is ticking for him. I, it, yeah, he's he, he's. He's 34, and he last played in 2016. Yeah. I mean, if he waits too long. Well, well Mikey, are people still doing that knee thing, or, or is that come and gone? Um, That has come and gone. Like, they, it, it's, it's more behind the Occasionally, you see an instance of it still, and it's like NFL is trying to put in rules and whatnot, and it's like, and it's like all these governing bodies have been trying their best to take make sure it doesn't happen on air or whatnot. But yeah, yeah. It, it still occasionally happens. It's just you you, you can't and then they've tried to put the fines on it and then it's like it's it's a whole complicated issues, but occasionally yes you do see it and it's like you can't you try your best to stop it, but you can't. Well, I guess if you're... All right, Mike. All right, Matt. Thanks. I'm going <laughs> to just hang up, but I'll, I got the radio running. You guys, uh, great talking to you, and uh, thanks for answering my questions. All right, Ron. Anytime. Thank you. Take care. 
All right, that was our friend Ron. Yeah, I did see something about uh, Kaepernick uh, interested in coming back. Well, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know, just to restate my position, and, and I know it's a, a controversial one for some, but uh, I personally, uh, I, I have no uh, problem, uh, never did, with anyone kneeling uh, at a, a football game. I think, uh, you know, it's America, you know. Uh, if you don't like it, uh, look away, I guess. But, uh, you know, people are uh, uh, protest and uh, free expression exists for a reason. Hi, uh, Eric. What's up? Easy G. Hey, uh, thinking of that, that uh, Colin guy, the, uh, he, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Texas Mike or, or Matt. He sued the NFL for like millions of dollars. Yeah, I, I recall that somewhat. So he, he, he's not coming back. He's all done. Nothing against the guy or anything, but he, he's not coming back. You know, there's, there's too much. Too much drama with that guy. He's all done. I know. He's been out of the league for six years. All, all, all the drama. How dare he? Yeah, he, plus he sued the NFL. He sued him for yeah. millions of dollars. You tell me that all that money's gone now? Huh. I don't it's know. It's possible. Wild living, I guess. <laughs> I guess. This, is of my, course. this is my opinion. I, I'm Wild not a big living. Fan of that guy. I, I know you don't. Yeah, a lot of people don't. I see. Yeah, he was speaking about. I know it's not a sports show, but he was speaking earlier about the um, the guy who does the movies there, Eric. There, um, the uh, speaking of bad players, and I, I think I brought this name up before, but was, this guy I can't stand at all because he has something to do with two murders. Ray Lewis. Name is super familiar. Played, played. Yeah, they, they did nothing about it because he was a big superstar. He's even made the Hall of Fame, and it was a huge article I read in the paper a couple of years ago. About the family of those two people, and they, you know, they blamed him obviously for for not speaking up because I, I don't think he pulled the trigger or anything. But he knew the guys that killed those people, and obviously they, they don't like the guy at all. And it was like I said, it was a big article in the paper, and they didn't like it that he made the Hall of Fame. You know, they, they they don't like any of his recognition because they think the guy should be in jail. But unfortunately, the NFL looked the other way. Well, it does seem, I mean, I do get the impression that there's a pattern of that. And, uh, you know, uh, Eric Pilcher. Oh, yeah. Uh, if he was just a minor star, he wouldn't have caught in jail. But this guy, you know, is a big star. You know, he's yeah. the Baltimore Ravens. You know, he's a real bad guy. And well, apparently he was a real bad guy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look, there's a long history. And, again, I'm not a sports guy. So, I, you know, I, I, only, know, right. I only know about these stories when they when they really hit the media and, and there's a lot of attention on them but it, it is my impression that uh there is a long history in this country of of uh, not only in the nfl but in other sports as well uh of of this happening where uh you know sports teams or sports organizations they kind of you know it's ultimately it's a business it's all about the money and there are times when right people... but i think the problem with a lot of these professional athletes are going to steroids makes their their uh, motions all mixed up, and then when they go in there, like this guy was a real good you know player, he was a stock mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can't shut that off when the when the cameras shut off. Well, and they use that aggression outside outside the field. That everybody does, by the way. But apparently, a lot of the players, you know, they they have trouble shutting off that aggression. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, steroids can play a role, and of course, uh, in the NFL, uh, it, particularly, we know again as I referenced earlier, CTE is a huge problem. You know, there's, there's been, a, oh, I, think, yeah. I think there's been at least a couple of NFL players who have donated their brains for research. There was one. Yeah. One guy for the Patriots. I'm not taking his life, unfortunately, because he had a lot of trouble oh, with his brain. Is that Aaron Hernandez? He yes. He could deal with life. Okay. There was another guy who actually committed suicide, but he, he left a note or he signed 
some sort of documents right. or something. Right, was the guy from the Patriots. I don't know if Mike, Texas Mike remembers his name, but he, Aaron he took Hernandez. his life, too, because he had all the problems with his brain and concussion after concussion after concussion. Right. But, right. of course, the NFL doesn't give a rat's ass about that because they well. have him play on Sunday, then they want him to play again on Thursday because of all that money, tons of money. Yeah. So they don't really care about the athletes. All they care about is the cash. Well, I mean, you know, it is a business. Right, no fun league, they call it. No fun league. Who calls it but that? It's funny you said it earlier that, you know, the players only have a certain lifespan, but it doesn't seem to matter to Tom Brady. He's going to be 45 years old, but, of course, he's once-in-a-lifetime kind of player, you know, where, where he doesn't seem to ever get old. Well, uh, the position that he plays, though, that he doesn't uh, – nobody's tackling him, right? Is that true? Right. I mean, yeah, I do say the quarterback, but still, he, he, can, he can still get hurt. I mean, he got hurt. Uh, years ago, when he tore his ACL and he was out, you know, for the, a whole season. Right. But no. Other than that, he's you know he's pretty damn healthy. No, but I mean in terms of CTE, you know, we're we're never going to hear about Tom right. Brady uh, right. killing. Yeah, some some quarterbacks do get do get hit because they don't have a good uh, defensive line. Ah. And all that craziness. But you know, I, I heard years ago the average lifespan of a football player is three and a half years. So for Tom Brady to last over twenty years is you know twenty three years now is it's unheard of. I've uh, I've read that Eric that people don't realize there's a a general misunderstanding and again as someone who's not a sports guy of course you know I'm one of the people who would misunderstand this and not realize that uh, yeah uh, careers in the NFL are actually statistically very short and the average player oh, yeah, does and, and the, no guaranteed money either I mean, lately they've been some guaranteed money for some of the bigger players but usually the money's not guaranteed so if they cut you 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 didn't get a lot of guaranteed money up front you're kind of screwed. Well, yeah, because another misconception that people have is, uh, from what I understand, is that you know that that uh, all these NFL players they're all super wealthy, and that's that's not true. There's plenty of NFL players who you know they right. eat out a living, but uh, you know, but they you know they get a few years uh, in the NFL and they uh, make the money they can, and then they're uh, you know, and then that's it, and then they either age out or they get hurt, or maybe they're starting to get headaches that they're worried about or their oh, yeah. uh, doctors are worried about because of all the concussions. And, uh, you know, it, it's a short, it, it tends to be a very short career. Junior Seau, who played for the Chargers and the Patriots, is the one that... Yeah, he took his life, yes. He's the one who donated his very brain? Sad. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because he knew. He knew what was happening to him. So he donated his brain yeah, for they, research. Yeah, they had a very... Uh, you probably remember this guy, because he was a big radio guy. Um, you might have heard his name, at, uh, Jerry Remy. They had a big, nice ceremony for his uh, Jerry Remy Day at Fenway Park last night. Was wow, it was really nice to watch the yeah. whole thing. It was like twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah, yes, and, and he had, they had all the great players come back. Jim Rice, I met that guy in '75. Got his autograph with Butch Hobson, and then they had Carlos Scrumpsey. The guy's like eighty something. He's like wow, all the big stuff. All yeah, uh, apparently that guy Bob Stanley. I always called him Flat Stanley. He gave a little small speech. He goes, hey, that guy was my best friend. He goes, boy, I really miss him. Yeah. That, that was really nice. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing about Remy last night, so um, his former um, partner on the air, Donald Show, who's moved on to another team. Right. So they, so they asked him to submit a message to air, and then they didn't, didn't, didn't need it. So that... So people are in an uproar about that, too. It's like the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. 
There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hmm. Yeah. People, they named the booth now, the Jerry Remy booth, the way they do the radio uh, yeah. sounds on the uh, Fenway Park. Yeah. I mean, he was never really a great player, but he got all his legacy from the uh, radio. Yes, yes, that, yes, definitely. He wanted, to, he wanted to keep working for the Red Sox. He said, only someone said, hey, you made you do the radio uh, gig. He said, I don't know. I, I, he tried it for like a year. He said, I don't know if I'm going to be that good. But his wife said, oh, why do you keep trying? And he ended up being one of the best. Well, yeah. there you go. And he did it for a ton of years. Well, very good. But, of course, you know, he, 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 the, the guy, unfortunately, he, he had lung cancer and he kept coming back, and of course, you know, he gave up cigarettes years years ago. But it didn't do him any favors, unfortunately. But hey, the guy's gone now, so it doesn't really matter, you know, why why he died. Oh, but you know, as you well as you well know, uh, anybody who's listening in the studio, cancer sucks. You know, nothing good about it. <laughs> that's right. That's why you uh, do. That's why you do the relay for life. That's right. That's right. That's why I raise all that all that all that cash. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> To try to uh, beat cancer because it's, it, uh, you said it's, it's awful. I was just chuckling at the way Everybody you said Everybody knows that. somebody that, that passes away from that horrible. That's why disease. I raise all. That's why I raise all that cash. This is the way you said it was funny. I don't want anyone to think I'm chuckling about the the I, you yeah, know, Jenny, I know. Jenny and I support the, uh, you in the cause. Peter White would always say, you know, the, the, the uh, when you go into the uh, raise all that cash. church, you, you you know, you put a little money in the in, in the uh, donation and you take a little bit out for yourself. And he used to say that about the relay. He said, oh, I know, you get a lot of money for the relay, and you, you take a little in your pocket, and you t- put the rest in the jar. I said, no, I don't do that. Take a little we'll taste. Go for the radio, though, little, you know. Little taste. Trying to get me going. Uh-huh. Trying to get you going. But, yeah, I don't know if you heard that. Uh, speaking of Peter White, he had to get a tooth pulled yesterday. Because I know you have perfect teeth, Matt. I do. I have. I, I, uh, I owe that to my parents. I got lucky genetically guy, on that you know, one. I, I said, I told him earlier in the morning, I said, boy, yeah, nothing worse than tooth pain. Well, unfortunately, knock on wood, I haven't had any problems like for, for the last like ten years. I'm very, very fortunate. But the pre- previous oh, mighty many years, I had a lot of de- dental nightmares. So you're you're very fortunate not to run into all these dental uh, problems. I've had no dental there's problems. Nothing worse. There's nothing worse than tooth pain. I wouldn't know. It's right up there in the top <laughs> two of horrible things to happen in your life. That's right. Well, I would not know. I've I have perfect teeth. Yeah, you're very very fortunate. I All have, right, well, I'm going to let you go. You get the People's Mayor coming up, so I'm looking forward to hearing what the new songs are all about. So, uh, toodaloo. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, yes, I, I am, uh, I'm very lucky that way. I, uh, both my, uh, my mother and father uh, have always had excellent dental health, and uh, being uh, an offspring of, uh, of two parents with perfect teeth, I just have, like, uh, super indestructible teeth. I've never even had a cavity, Texas Mike. Can you believe it? Yeah, I can't believe it. You can believe it? Yes. Wow. I was expecting you to be like, no, I can't believe it.
Yeah, you really threw me there. But you're unpredictable. You're mercurial. Sometimes you zig when I think you're going to zag. Exactly. Yes, yes. Makes a great radio. Yes, it does. Well, uh, we are uh, at the top of the hour, so I do want to get to a break, but we've got a lot of uh, Facebook Live uh, chatter, and I want to look at some of these great comments and acknowledge everybody in here. Of course, uh, the People's Mayor, Glenn R.J. Willette, will be in for the second hour. So in a moment, we'll go to break. We're going to play something. We're going to show some love to our amazing sponsors, but I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook. Uh, Eric Pilcher, who we talked to a little bit earlier, he is in the Facebook and says, hello, friends. Also, Dirk Don of Arrogant Media and the Java Fog YouTube channels. Lots of great content there. In fact, uh, Dirk did a live stream last night on Java Fog. Uh, I suggest you go to YouTube and subscribe to both of those channels. There's a lot of uh, great content. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Pelopita joins us in the chat from uh, Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall, one of our great sponsors here at WMNH 95.3 FM. Uh, let's see. Eric Pilcher was saying, referring to what uh, EZG was saying earlier about Tony Khan. Tony Khan doesn't have the money to buy New Japan Pro Wrestling, LOL. Um, Tom Blanchard joins us in the Facebook live chat and says, hey, don't interrupt. I assume that was directed at EZG. Uh, just a guess, though. That's a wild hunch. Uh, Jenny, of course, joins us in the chat room and says, shalom, peeps. Uh, Dirk Don says, "Easy, don't you normally have to pay to see wrestling anyway? <laughs> Um, let's see. Ricky Litwinkowicz joins us in the chat room from Pain Train, Pipe Bomb, and other great programming. Of course, Ricky is a real, real New Yorker. Uh, he says, uh, wrestling talk on the show. I'm impressed. We did uh, do a little bit of that. Yes. Uh, Polly C joins us in the Facebook live chat. Of course, Polly C from Retro Spectrum Radio with Polly C every Friday night from 7.30 to 10 p.m. right here on WMNH 95.3. I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's co-hosts on that show. Paul says, please bring back Chief J. Strongbow. But uh, Paul, uh, uh, Chief J. Strongbow is uh, is uh, long dead, long dead, as Eric uh, pointed out. Uh, let's see, Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont joins us in the chat room. Hello, Melanie. Uh, let's see, uh, Crystal, I mentioned, is in there from uh, the great state of Illinois. Uh, Tom Blanchard points out we were talking about the military flyover that the NFL does. Uh, uh, Tom says uh, NASCAR has a flyover at every race. Absolutely. I did not know that. Yep. Uh, Crystal brings up, maybe we'll talk about this in the second hour, uh, Pelosi is PO'd at the FAA for not notifying the Capitol uh, restricted airspace about skydivers for some military appreciation event for the Washington Nationals that led to the Capitol having to be evacuated. Yeah, that was uh, some breaking news. Um, uh, sorry, Glenn, let me put, put your uh, mic on there. What are you saying? That's not kosher. Right. I agree. You know, we're supposed to keep ourselves protected here. That's right. Yes. Um, we were talking about the jealous one for a little bit earlier and, uh, butchering people's names. Uh, Dirk Don says he doesn't say my name wrong. It's worse. He can't spell it. That's true. Dirk is D I R K. The jealous one often spells it D U R K. And Melanie says, I'm pretty sure he spells most words in the English language wrong. Uh, Crystal says, the jealous one is a real New Yorker. They allow the toxic sludge out of the Hudson River <laughs> to claim residency now. I like that. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's a comment of the day so far, Crystal. <laughs> that <Wow>. is funny. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, boy, boy, oh boy. Let's see. I just want to make sure we don't miss anybody in here. Um, Tom Blanchard's asking, you know, we talked a little bit about Colin Kaepernick and the kneeling. 
Uh, how much money have they lost from kneeling at the national anthem? Do they televise the national anthem anymore? I think they stopped uh, showing the national anthem on television because of the controversy, if I'm not mistaken. But again, it's not, you know, I'm not a sports guy, so it's not like I'm, I'm watching the games. Uh, Chris Rose joins us from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Good afternoon, Chris. Hi, Chris. Um, Crystal was asking, so does the NFL split up all of the revenue from Super Bowl ads, the most expensive ads in the te- in uh, television uh, to all of the teams? That's a great question, Crystal. I doubt um, it, though. I think it goes all to the NFL, doesn't it? Eric Pilcher says teams and players. Well, we, we were having a conversation earlier, Glenn, about the NFL and how it's actually a nonprofit. Oh, okay. And uh, which uh, most people don't know. And, and Eric, uh, you know, uh, gave us uh, some information on that and explained uh, – Explain some of that. So does that mean that they do a lot of charity? I'm sure they do. You would think. I would think, yeah. Uh, Tony Petrello joins us in the chat and says, once the media stopped talking about it, then it went away. Imagine that. (laughs) I assume referring uh, to the kneeling. Um, Let's see. Rocky Huber joins us in the chat. Hello, Rocky. Uh, Crystal says, the thing I hate about Colin Kaepernick is his hypocrisy makes millions of dollars being the face of Nike. Uh, who had a long, sordid history of using slave labor in poorer nations uh, to make those shoes. Still happens today. Nike just outsources it now. Uh, So they claim they have no knowledge when they really do. Uh, Just choose uh, to turn a blind eye. I don't don't know anything about that, Crystal, about Nike and uh, slave labor, although it would not uh, surprise me uh, if uh, that is the case. I know that's uh, very common in the making of manufacturing of things like shoes and clothing and, and such, unfortunately. Tom Blanchard says, too much money will make you think you are a big shot a-hole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Tom asks, is it true that 50% of NFL players have been in prison? 50%. Wow, I, I doubt that. Uh, that's a lot. I, I mean, anything's possible, but yeah. wow, that's pretty bad if that's true. Uh, Dirk Don says, uh, Jesus Christ, easy. will just pull any subject out of his ass to take up time on the phone. He does lurch around from one subject to the next. And uh, Rocky Huber says, uh, I keep tater tots in my pockets to snack on while I take walks. And I think Rocky had mentioned that the other day, too. Mm-hmm. I remember and, that. And I think that is uh, a wonderful thing. And uh, I just hope that they're uh, kept in some sort of a, a container to keep them fresh mm-hmm. while he's out walking. And uh, the people's mayor, uh, uh, Glenn uh, Reno uh, Joseph, Reno uh, Joseph is here. Wow. And uh, we need to get to a break, but we'll talk with Glenn, of course, in the second hour. And I'm sure he has new music to share. And uh, you're and wearing new stories and new stories. And you're wearing uh, what is that? A, a scarf, a handkerchief? Uh, what, a cigar what, for what, hang- what? I don't what, smoke. What, what, what have you got around your smoke. neck there, uh, Glenn? It's, uh, scarf. It's, it is. A, it's kind of a scarf. What it's, do you What do you mean you don't well, smoke? What does that have to do with your uh, well, choices and clothing? You You said smoke. I did. That's what I heard. Did I say smoke? You said cigar. I thought yeah, cigar. Said- yeah, you said cigar. That's why I said I don't smoke. What did you say cigar for? Yeah, because they used to wear those when they used to smoke cigars. And I thought I, I thought I said, do you have a scarf or a handkerchief oh, or a handkerchief heard, or something around cigar, your neck? But anyway, yeah, I heard cigar yeah. too. I think you're both it's, insane. It's, it's it has to do with the music, the no. style of the music. Oh, the style of you the have, music. You have to wear the right clothing for the right. Uh, it's I sang music in the '50s, so I had to kind of you know, uh huh, bring in the fashion. Oh, hello to Maddie Calmington, who uh, is also in the Facebook live chat. Well, very good. All right, we do need to get to a break. We're going to play a little something. Actually, I'm going to play something from Remy, 
who is a, I know how much Dirk Don loves the uh, song parodies that I play. <laughs> no, but I'm going to play something from Remy, uh, who does uh, a lot of song parodies for Reason TV. Um, and this is inspired by uh, our conversation about the NFL. And then uh, we'll play a little something else. And then we'll show some love to our amazing sponsors. And then we will be back with our number two. By the way, Matt I love Connerton music Unleashed. you play. You play very appropriately too at the right spot the right time oh thank you depending on the issue well i do my best all right don't go away more to come Welcome back, everybody. We are way in hour number two. Numero dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Thursday, April 21, 2022. Texas Mike is at the news desk. Yeehaw! Oh, my God. Oh, no! No, no! no. Oh, no! Did you, you lose... You it up. What happened? Did you lose your... <laughs> Yeehaw! There you go. <laughs> That's better. Oh. I thought he lost his voice there. Scared me there. You scared me. I thought you'd lost it again. And on the couch... Uh, Glenn, uh, Raman. Uh, oh my God! There he goes again. Yeah, uh, Jehovah Willett. There's no Jehovahs here. Okay. Nothing against Jehovahs. I'm not, not me. By the way, Glenn, if you don't mind, I have some literature I'd like you to take with you today when you leave. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, now, is it, uh, is it on certain words? <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. Homework, huh? Uh, no. Homework no, on the radio. I actually, I have some secret documents given to me by Stephen Conley Sr., and I believe it is time to finally pass them along to you. Really? Because I had a conversation with him recently, and I told him, I said, you know, if there's anyone who can get something done with these, it's Glenn R.J. Willett, the people's mayor. Thank you for having me. Oh, wow. Thank you for being here, Glenn. And, of course, if you would like to be here, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. I do want to remind you, of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot, but apparently uh, due to a, uh, an oven repair issue, uh, that is uh, interfering uh, currently with, uh, they're not open today, right, Mikey? Correct. But uh, they will uh, have that resolved uh, soon. Uh, for those who don't know, in the state of New Hampshire, if you are not able to serve food, you are also not able to serve uh, alcohol. So 
Uh, so they've got to just uh, get that fixed. But uh, assuming they're uh, back and up and running tomorrow, uh, Chad Verbeck is the musical uh, the musical guest uh, this Friday night. They always have live music on Fridays at the Hop Knot. Um, they've got a lot coming up this summer, this spring and summer, and in a little under two months will be another great Juneteenth. Really look, looking forward to that this year. Last year was a lot of fun. Uh, had a huge turnout. It was very successful uh, for the Hopknot and uh, and for everybody. And actually, this year, Juneteenth and Pride and Father's Day are all happening at the same time. So, um, so uh, really looking forward to that. But please, uh, if you haven't had a chance to uh, stop in at the Hopknot, uh, the food is great, uh, the, the the beverages, and of course, uh, such a wonderful family that owns and operates it. And we're so very proud to have them as a sponsor. Uh, Stefan Philbrook joins us in the Facebook live chat. Hi, Stefan. Uh, Stefan says, if this was Matt Connerton unsheathed, it would be Glenn Ron Jeremy Wallet. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The names. Don't I have enough name guys? Enough names. Yeah. You, you always... You're you only born once with one name, you know? Right. You're only born once with one name. I've often heard that. Or one set of names. I guess. Sure. Yeah. Some people don't even have a middle name. Did you know that? That's true. Yeah, that it's pretty weird. What's your middle name, Mikey? Joseph. Joseph. You sure that's not your baptism name? No. Oh, so you only have one middle name then. Okay. One middle name. Yeah. If you have two of them, then normally one of them is like, mine's Joseph, but mine's a baptism name. A baptism I, name? Yeah. In in those days, you, if you were baptized, you got a baptism name. They're normally- Do you uh, mean confirmation? No, no. When you were no? baptized. When you're first baptized, wow. when you're born. I didn't get a, a different name when I was baptized. You, you don't get a different name. You get a you get a- a name added to your birth certificate. An extra name? Yes. I don't know if they do that as much today. I don't know. But uh, they they I, did I, that. I mean, I have a middle name, but... but uh, what is your middle name? Thomas. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Do we call you Tommy, Thomas, or... No, you call me Matt. Tom. You, we I, call you I, Matt. I don't use my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Connaughton. Yes, and good job saying my uh, I can my say last it well name. now. You can. I've known you, you long enough. It took you. It took you many, many years. I used to call you Matt Cotton. Remember? Used to, used to, I used to say my it. name uh, many ways. I used yes. to butcher it. Uh, Stefan in the chat says, "I didn't get uh, no extra name when I was baptized. I have a confirmation name. My middle name is also Thomas. My confirmation name was Patrick." There you go, Saint Patrick. I was never confirmed. I was raised Catholic, but I was never, uh, never confirmed. Are you a late bloomer? <laughs> <laughs> a punch there. <laughs> you get it? You get it, Mikey? Yeah. He's asking me if I was a late bloomer. <laughs> you didn't get slapped in the face by the bishop? <laughs> oh, slapped in the face? It's oh, a little tat. You well, know? Oh, boy. I, I feel like you're... Uh, put, put a little oil in I, a little tat? I genuinely don't know if you're uh, making another kind of joke uh, there or not. No, it's, that's part of it. It's a little tap that uh, was slapping the face. Well, I, fortunately, I didn't experience that. It's like a good uh, luck tap. Oh, is that what they call it? Wow. All right. Let's not get into that. That's uh, controversial stuff there. No, Glenn, I'm, I'm actually uh, skeeved out uh, talking about that. If you're talking about what I think you are, my goodness. Uh, Stefan says, uh, then when I turned 19, I denounced everything. I reversed the holy water on my head. Then I became spiritual and listening to the earth. Oh, so you so you gave up your uh, your extra name then? 
Well, it sounds like. My goodness. My goodness. Well, 603-250-6007 is a number. 603-250-6007. And, uh, Glenn, I have to ask you now, uh, John Hopwood has been talking to me about uh, bringing in some Ukrainians. Yeah. Has he poached your Ukrainians? Is he, I have no idea. Has he stolen them from I you? I know that next week we're having our fourth session on Ukraine, and I believe you're having one as well next Thursday. Well, we could. We already talked about it. I thought you said yes. Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, my God. You don't write these things down? I I you, put them in my phone, but I don't know if I put that in my phone. You're going to double book someday if you keep doing that. <laughs> no, that's that's fine, though. We can do that. Yes, yes. Um, I wanted to wait an extra week because the, the second invasion has started, and it's going to be worse than the first one, unfortunately. Well, um, you heard the news today, right? He's uh, Satan 2. Oh, the missile? Yeah. Yeah. He must be Satan 1, right? <laughs> oh, he is... Uh, he, uh, He's I, definitely I, Satan. He, he is uh, definitely Satan. Um, yeah, he's claiming victory in Maripol. Um, yeah, really? I I uh, I wonder if... So now there, there seems to be a growing consensus that where Putin is trying to get to with this, you know, because part of what has been so difficult about this, part of, of many things that have been... And continue to be difficult about it is, you know, trying to figure out what's in his head and what his objectives are and, and where this will stop or mm-hmm. if it will stop. And um, I think that uh, now, though, there does seem to be a growing consensus that he's trying to connect uh, the Donbass region with Mariupol and and wants to be able to control that port. So, so essentially, it'll be sort of partitioning off the, 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 no. the eastern side of Ukraine. And, but if that is his objective, then that, you know, if he can achieve that, and there's growing doubt that he can, because mm-hmm. even though the Ukrainians are outgunned, you know, 20 to 1, or outnumbered, I should say, they, they've got more and more weapons coming in. Well, you but, know, Satan 2 uh, has come up because it's a threat. He's saying that if NATO doesn't stop providing Ukraine with military equipment, he will use Satan 2. Really? Uh, I'm sorry, but I do not believe that they should be negotiating and giving away any of their land because it was stolen to begin with. Right. Even even, even Crimea should be given back. That was... In fact, it's not recognized around the world. It's never been recognized so, as a legal thing. So what may happen, though, is... Uh, and again, we're... Uh, I'm I'm looking up this oh victory day that's what I was looking for. Yeah, May 9th. So there is a there is a theory and again like I said it's it's all theory and speculation. It's going to have a miracle on May 9th. We're we're trying to we're trying to to determine what what his ultimate objectives are because you know they they've been all kinds of different theories. That's he true. he wants to take over all of Ukraine which I think was his initial idea. Mm-hmm. Uh there, there was the idea that he wanted to ultimately get Ukraine and then move past Ukraine, Moldova yeah. maybe next. Yeah. Uh, and there's been clues uh, that that may have been on his mind. Although I've said for a while now that you know he's not going to go beyond Ukraine because this has already gone so much uh, too far, so much worse and for, not for him. For him. That's right. 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 It would be you know it would be like opening a failing business and then opening a second location, even though the first location is failing. You know, so I don't believe he goes beyond Ukraine. But so now there's this this idea that. If he is able to secure that, that there may be something of an artificial deadline in his mind of Victory Day, which is May 5th, 
So it's coming up in a few weeks. I thought it was May 9th. Is it May 9th? It, I thought his big thing is May 9th. I thought it was May 5th. It, it, it has to do with a something, something they do in, in Russia. They, they they celebrate Victory Day. Yeah, Victory Day. We have to check it out. I thought it was May 9th. It could be the 5th, but I thought it was the 9th. So let's see. It's a famous um, day in Russia. They've had huge parades, and which is fine. They have they're allowed to have their their celebrations, but uh, not on this one. So and today. Oh he, yeah, Glenn. I, I think you were right. It is May 9th. The ninth. Yeah, yeah, because that were uh, marks the day that Nazi Germany surrendered in the Soviet That's right. Soviet to Union do, took over. That's Boeing. right. It has to do with Nazi Germany. Uh, also, he's he's gotten the. Uh, Mm, I want to get this right. He's gotten the Church of Russia, the uh, Orthodox Russian Church mm-hmm. uh, hierarchy, to agree that Ukraine uh, is part of Russia. Yeah, uh, and and that is sad when religion gets involved in this stuff. Um, well, w- when it ends up on the it, wrong side of it, and, especially. And it's happened before. It happened in World yeah. War Two. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, it's happened before, but it's still a sad thing. You know, instead of doing the right thing, they've that 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 the the the, uh, the Church of Russia is fearing him, and so to stay on his good side, we're going to attend to agree. And you know, and I, excuse me, that's not freedom. Far from it. Yeah. So there is a, a theory that uh, by that the idea is to be able to be in a conquer, posi- be in a position by May 9th where he can say, okay, so we've got we've got the effectively the regions in Ukraine that he declared. Because if you remember, right before the invasion, he yes. declared, you know, Donbass and so forth mm-hmm. as uh, independent. And so if he can secure those, then that may be the end game here. And if he can't, don't you think he might use Satan too? That would be his alternative. You have to end it somehow. And, and he's crazy enough to do that, unfortunately. Well, we don't know if he's crazy. Well... He's got something going on in his mind, then it's not very right. I mean, we hope he's not uh, so, crazy. I've got a short story to tell you that came out in the news today. There's a famous, famous zoo in in Ukraine. And a lot of Russians from Russia used to come in to visit. And it takes care of uh, uh, abandoned pets or wild animals that would otherwise be left outside and suffer or die. And uh, they invaded that on Sunday, that mm-hmm. zoo. And they shot two of the employees. They're dead. One had, and they claimed they did it because they had uh, weapons on them. Their weapons was when they discovered it was all over, and they were already shot dead. Is that one had a pail of carrots, the other one had a pail of dog food. That's called a weapon. This guy, these people are crazy. Mm-hmm. No human, and they left, and they shot a lot of the animals. Where was that? It's in Ukraine. Yeah, and uh, uh, I don't know. At, I'm not the, sure what city it's in. Do you know? The f- Mike? Feldman Eco Park in Kaviv? Kaviv, yes. Kaviv. Kaviv. And- oh, that's the capital. Oh, Kiev. Kiev. No, yeah. no. It's not Kiev? Not Kiev. How, how is it spelled? K H A R V I V. It is Kaviv. Oh, Ka- not- Ka- Kariv, I think it's uh, pronounced. Kariv, pronounced, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um,. Sad, isn't it? And they left these animals to die. No, that is it is uh, hideous. No humanity. No, no, no. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop. Opt out.
The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. Nothing about any type of life. They don't care as long as they get their way. That's right. So for people who, uh, for anyone who doesn't know what uh, Glenn was referring to, Satan 2, so this is from CNN, uh, and this is a pretty new development, uh, although uh, American intelligence has known new, about the development but, yes. for a long time, but yes. now but now Putin is, is being very open about it. Uh, Putin rattles his Satan 2 nuclear saber to hide Russian failures in the uh, Ukraine war, according to analysts. Uh, it says here, Vladimir Putin did his best to put on a menacing spin. Uh, on Russia's testing of a new intercontinental ballistic missile yesterday. Uh, the Russian president said the successful launch of Sarmat ICBM, nicknamed the Satan II in the West, and capable of delivering multiple nuclear warheads as far as the continental U.S. Up to 16. Yep. Yep. Would, quote, give thought to those who are trying to threaten Russia, unquote. But Western experts portrayed the test as nuclear saber-rattling, saying the threat to the U.S. or its allies was extremely low and suggesting Putin's real motivation was to distract his uh, domestic audience from Russia's recent military failures, such as the sinking of the Black Sea flagship, Mm -hmm. the Moskva. The Russian defense ministry said yesterday it had test-fired the Sarmat from a uh, silo launcher at... uh, Pletsk, I'm probably not saying that right, or, or please, please sets. I, I, I can't say it. Um, uh, in northern Russia, toward the uh, Kura test site uh, in the far east of Russia, uh, the launch was the most extensive yet for a missile te- uh, for a missile that was first tested in December 2017 and was promptly launched by Putin in a statement published by the state-run TASS news agency. Uh, it's not the first time Putin has boasted of the missile's no. potency. Mm-hmm. He mentioned the Sarmat in a 2018 speech as being among, and I remember this, as being among a host of new weaponry he said would render NATO defenses completely useless. I remember that I remember that I speech yeah. because he was also talking about the hypersonic missiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you which, have, which they, they now have in use. Yes, yes, they, they've used them or, they've used or it's them. believed that they have. Uh, U.S. officials played down his remarks back in 2018. And I remember John Hopwood on the show. He was skeptical about it, too, um, and took a similar view after the latest test. They noted that Moscow had informed Washington ahead of Wednesday's test as required under international agreements and said the U.S. had tracked the launch. Uh, Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said, quote, such testing is routine and it is not a surprise it was not deemed to be a threat to the U.S. or its allies, unquote. Putin was engaging in nuclear saber rattling, uh, says uh, former CIA chief of Russia operations Steve Hall, uh, and the probability of any strike on the U.S. was extremely low. 
So that's what that's Satan too. I I really think if he's going to use it, he's going to use it on Ukraine because it's yeah. not really a threat. You're right. It's not really a threat to us to see Europe. At least not that I'm aware of yet. You never know because it can let go up to sixteen other missiles or bombs. Yeah, I don't think he's going to use it at all. I hope not. Yeah, I hope I, he's not that sick. I hope not too. Um, because if he does, then there goes World War Three. I mean, you can't stop him anymore. You have to fight it. There will come a time. This has to end one way or another, or it's going to linger to the point that we're really endangering the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a reality. It's not a fantasy anymore, you know? Right. Yep, absolutely. Um, the other interesting uh, thing that, I mean, there's always so much to talk about when it comes to uh, the situation with Ukraine, but this uh, really kind of grabbed my attention because it, it's just something we've never seen before, where Finland, who are notoriously neutral... Finland and Sweden. And, and Sweden yeah. um, are now uh, very interested in uh, joining NATO. You know what's so funny about that, Matt, is that uh, Putin says that's why he went into Ukraine... But he's creating his own mess, you know. I mean, uh, 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 Sweden and uh, what, what's the other country? Finland. Finland. Finland would not have done that if they didn't think they were endangered, threatened. He's threatening the world now, especially his neighbors. And so what do you expect? So for a guy who does not want uh, uh, NATO to be in his backyard, he's inviting them. Yeah, well, he truly has created all of his own problems he here. Uh, the invasion of Ukraine has gone terribly for him. Um, he thought, uh, I, I assume, again, none of us really know what's uh, going on in his head, but um, you know, he certainly would like to undermine NATO, and I think he thought that he could divide NATO, and instead uh, NATO, I think, has become stronger and more united uh, than uh, at any time mm-hmm. uh, since uh, since NATO began. Um they're coming to get you. <laughs> yes. For uh, I don't know if the mics are picking it up at all or not, but uh, we do have a window open because it's so beautiful here. And there are quite a few sirens outside here in downtown Manchester. I believe they're all fire trucks, though. Yes, it does sound like they're all fire trucks, yeah. so I'm safe uh, for now. Another, a third one? Well, there must no. be a real fire somewhere then. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and NATO is uh, potentially expanding to include Finland and Sweden. And which is also in his backyard at the northern end, right? Yeah, further up north. Yeah, and and he's uh, you know he's threatened those countries, and he has said that he will deploy uh, nuclear weapons in the Baltics if uh, if this happens. So it it would be an an escalation, which in my mind, you know, I have I have some mixed feelings here. I have I have these competing impulses. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Mike Palapita says, I heard EZG was throwing rocks at cars out on Elm Street. Well, that's a new scandal. Um, I have these competing in- impulses on, on this. So my my gut reaction, of course, and I think this is probably uh, true for many, many people, is that, you know, if, if Finland and Sweden want to join NATO and if NATO will have them, um, obviously we cannot allow Putin or any other foreign power to dictate who is or is not allowed in NATO. That is correct. And if Putin doesn't like it, and if anyone else doesn't like it, TFB, 
you know, we can have whoever we want in NATO, and uh, Putin really has nothing to say about it. Um, it's, 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 it's like saying, uh, I need to protect myself, and but you're getting the right to protect yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. It doesn't work that way. But th- now there are those. So that is my, I mean, that's kind of my gut reaction. And then, but where I, I again, I, I have some uh, mixed feelings here because then I find myself thinking about some of what some people have said, what John Hopwood, you know, uh, when, when John and I have talked about NATO on the show and he'll be here tomorrow, by the way, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll return to this uh, subject uh, tomorrow because I, I, I would like to hear him expand. He has been very, he's someone who's very critical of the expansion of NATO and he's not alone in that. I mean, well, I, there think, are others. I, others. I, I think, I think generally people are more pro NATO than anything, but you got to be careful. But there are some people who who just think that NATO has already expanded too much and it was unnecessary. And while certainly, I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but certainly John Hopwood nor anyone else I've heard say that. Well, actually, that's not true. I have heard people who are sort of pro Russia say this, but but John Hopwood is certainly not pro Russia. John Hopwood obviously uh, supports Ukraine in this, but um, but I have heard. Uh, some some people who are um, who will say, and again, John John can address this tomorrow uh, in more detail. Some people who will say that some of what Putin has done, while while there's nothing acceptable about it, there's no rational rationalization, there's no justification for any of it, and he's a monster. However, there is an idea, and I remember when when this first happened, John posting on social media, "This is a failure of diplomacy," and he explained on the show that if NATO had not been so overly aggressive in terms of expanding and it just got got too big, then the, uh, Putin would not uh, feel compelled to do any of this. Now, that's, you know, again, nobody knows what's in Putin's head, but if, I would just say this, and again, my gut reaction is Finland and Sweden, if they want to come and join NATO, they should, and they should be allowed to. But, if the answer to that will then be the deployment of nuclear weapons in the in the Baltic states by Russia, that's not good either. That's not good either. No. And is it worth continuing to expand NATO even further? But it's worth to negotiate it. That's a negotiating point on both of them. He doesn't really want to. He doesn't want them to become part of NATO. Right. And these countries along his border don't want him to bombard them either. Right. So that would be a good negotiating for both of them. That they could come out with saying, okay, we want to expand, but you're not going to expand either and putting these people in danger. Uh, That would be a fair negotiation. It would be. It would be. Um, Not because this makes sense. Compared to some of the things that he's doing now that it's, my God, you think it was a fairy tale. Yeah. You know, you just can't walk into someone's house and just take it. Uh, it says here, this is from The Guardian, the prospect of Russia using nuclear weapons in Ukraine is a key factor behind Finland's debate over whether to join NATO, the country's foreign minister uh, has said. and I, I, I believe that. Yeah, and, and Sweden as well, but Finland seems to be a little more forward-leaning on this. Um, well, isn't it also that... Uh, Finland has more of the uh, deep ports as well. A lot of cargo goes, a lot of Russian cargo goes through there. Oh, okay. Is that that is that the case? Yeah. Um, it says here, uh, Finland's foreign minister uh, may soon oversee the biggest political shift the country has experienced since it joined the EU almost three decades ago. 
quote, Finland is currently making its choices, and among those choices, NATO membership is one, unquote. Yesterday, the Finnish parliament started its much-anticipated debate over the possibility of submitting a membership bid to NATO. Recent polls have shown a dramatic U-turn in public opinion in Finland, with the majority now favoring joining NATO after the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, A veteran Green Party politician said, quote, our security agreement, I'm sorry, our security environment has dramatically changed after Russia's invasion of Ukraine on 24 February, unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, The foreign minister, uh, Havisto, if I'm saying his name correctly, uh, proceeded to list the conclusions Finland has drawn about its big neighbor that have led to the political debates in the country. Moscow has shown its willingness to take increasing risks in its military operations and demonstrated its ability to quickly mobilize more than 100,000 soldiers against a neighboring country without conducting a general mobilization. Um, The minister said, quote, Russia's behavior is more unpredictable and it is ready to take higher risks than earlier. If we look at Georgia in 2008 or Crimea in 2014, we could say that in those cases, Russia took calculated risks. What is different now is that we see that Russia's original purpose when it uh, when it was attacking Ukraine was to change the regime in a country of 40 million people. This is a high-risk operation for Russia, but Russia showed it was ready to take those risks, unquote. Well, the only thing I would say, though, is, yes, they have shown that they're ready to take those risks, but those risks have blown up in their face. Mm-hmm. Also, you have to realize that if they succeed in this second invasion and carrying all that area, mm-hmm. remember, Ukraine used to have 52 million people. As Russia takes certain parts, it brings down the population. Mm-hmm. Now it's at 40 million. And remember, already over five, five to seven million have already left the country. Yeah. Because of fear of their lives. Yeah. Uh, and, and people say we don't like a lot of people say that we don't really like the idea of having refugees. Well, what causes that? Can you imagine if that was us? You would run for your life because you want to take care of your family. Of course. So there's a reason for everything, and 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 saying negative things does not solve things. No, no. Well, that's why you know I give uh, Poland so much credit. I mean, they've really stepped up huge. They even educate them. I mean, yeah. They, oh yeah. They've, they've set up to the plate. They really have. Yeah. I'm kind of skipping down here. It says, uh, again, this is from The Guardian. Western intelligence officials have started to publicly warn that the Kremlin might turn to tactical or other limited nuclear weapons from its arsenal if its invasion of Ukraine continues to flounder. On Wednesday, Bloomberg reported that these fears were also shared by some senior Russian officials and senior managers of state-run businesses. Russia, which has previously denied planning a military operation against Ukraine, has stated its commitment to avoiding nuclear war. Hmm. However, on Wednesday, Moscow test-launched its Satan II, as you refer to it, Mm -hmm. uh, a new addition to its nuclear arsenal, which uh, Putin said would give Moscow's enemies something to think about. Avisto said that for the first time in his long political career, Finns on the streets are concerned with the nuclear question. He said, quote, A typical question that I now get from people on the streets or in the shops which I did not have during my entire political life, is what Finland will do if it is threatened by nuclear or chemical weapons. As a politician, you have to answer, you have to have an answer for that, unquote. 
And Finland is not one of those that carries atomic bombs. Am I correct? I don't think so. I don't believe they do have and any uh, nuclear weapons. Yeah, I don't no, think so. No, no. Uh, that Finland, a country that traditionally maintained dialogue with the Kremlin, is openly raising the possibility of Russia using nuclear weapons indicates just how much of a threat the West perceives the country to be after its invasion of Ukraine. Uh, the popular president of the Nordic state, uh, I have no idea how to pronounce that, uh, often described uh, as the Putin whisperer due to his direct line to the Kremlin, had been engaged in long conversations trying to persuade the Russian president not to invade Ukraine. Havisto now shrugged that it was, quote, a big disappointment that Russia chose the military way in Ukraine, unquote, despite the Finnish uh, efforts. And uh, the article goes on uh, from there. It's uh, I'll, I'll share it out on the uh, Facebook page, but it's on, uh, it's on uh, the Guardian's uh, website. But... Um, you know, and, and of course, I, I'll often hear people say, well, what about Ukraine? Why didn't Ukraine join NATO, you know, b- before all this happened? But that well, would be... Well, they had started, and NATO said that it was still too early. They weren't quite ready for them yet. Well, it would be impossible anyway with, with Russia They're occupied. not interested in doing it now, though. The Ukrainian yeah. president has said now that that's no longer an item on their agenda. Yeah. but Which, after, which makes uh, sense, I guess. Our, uh, Tom Blanchard says, are we the guardians of the world? Just saying, but this uh, costs a lot of money. Well, that it is does, true. But remember, uh, what what stopped World War II? NATO. The creation of NATO. So if we don't protect the world, remember, we fought all our wars outside this country. That's where we saved ourselves. They would have come here if we wouldn't have gone to France. You know, in fact, we actually mm. helped Russia. Because they were invaded as oh, of well. Of course, of course. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a mad world, and I understand. But sometimes you have to pay a price to save the world. Do we want to destroy the world, or are we trying to save it? So we have to, we have to live as a civilized world and get along. And you can't do that if, if you take the easy way out sometimes. That's true. You've got to make hard decisions. Uh, Rocky Uber says, Matt Connerton, uh, trying to butcher his name. Uh, oh, try not to butcher his name or you might make him mad for saying it. Uh, like that girl the other day. <laughs> well, whose name is he talking about? Oh, uh, just, uh, someone's uh, name. I had a little trouble with that. Okay. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, you know, it, it, uh, I'm, I'm, well, you know, I am your typical, uh, ignorant, uh, white person. <laughs> You're not so we, ignorant. We, we, we learned. We where, learned. Uh, that where did the you other get day. that? From? Oh, well, come on. That's, well, it's a little. Uh, yeah, it's a little uh, too much. Little, little, yeah, <laughs> you know, listen to Monday's uh, or Tuesday's show rather. Um, <clears throat> let's see. We'll look at this uh, one last thing quickly because I referred to it earlier. Uh, Putin uh, has canceled. This is from CNB. Uh, I'm sorry, CBS News. Putin cancels plan to storm. Uh, the last Ukraine holdout in Mariupol. Um, and this is uh, another bit of breaking news in this. He has no choice. Yeah, it says here uh, he has ordered his forces not to storm the last remaining Ukrainian stronghold in the besieged uh, port city of Mariupol today. The sprawling, uh, av- uh, as of, as of st- I have so much trouble with this word, as of stall steel plant, I'm sure I didn't say it correctly, instead telling his troops to block it so that not even a fly can get through. Well, he's already destroyed that plant anyway. Bombed it what, a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, the Mar- Mariupol's been, you know, just shelled to death. And that was not a military plant. That was that created iron. 
Steel. Uh, Putin said storming the facility with its network of underground tunnels would be impractical. Oh, but sending sending his uh, troops into the uh, the exclusion zone into the Red Forest to uh, it, poison themselves with radiation was perfectly uh, sensible. That, that was not exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, 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 no common sense. Yeah. Um, a few thousand Ru- uh, Ukrainian troops, by Russians' uh, estimates, remained in the plant and its labyrinth of tunnels and bunkers spread out across four square miles. Zelensky said about 1,000 civilians were also trapped. Ukraine's military said yesterday that Russian forces had made attempts to storm the seaport and steel plant. Um, Russia's uh, defense minister said the rest of the city beyond the plant had uh, has been liberated, a term Russian officials used to refer to areas of Ukraine they have seized. Putin hailed that as a success. Some liberation. The city's gone. It's flattened. Yeah. And thousands have, have, have uh, tens of thousands have left and thousands have died. They call that liberation? Yes, and he calls it a success. Yeah, some success. Uh, leaving the plant in Ukrainian hands robs the Russians of the ability to declare complete victory in Mariupol, which has seen some of the most dramatic fighting of the war. He's got to take what he's got. And whose capture is both uh, has been uh, is both strategic, of strategic and symbolic importance. Mm. The scale of suffering there has made it a worldwide focal point. Yes. Well, clearly, uh, I think. Uh, I mean, it'd be interesting if we see a pattern here, and we don't have time to for the rest of the article. I want to make sure we get to your song, but. We may be seeing the beginning of a pattern here of, you know, the sort of uh, declare victory and leave approach. Um, but we'll see. But that's a developing uh, story, as all of this is. We are uh, we are almost out of time, so I want to get to your song. So what have you sent us, uh, Glenn? Uh, I want you to use the 310. It's uh, John Lennon and my third uh, version of singing with him, uh, Imagine. And I think this time I nailed it. And and one good thing about describing this song in one that I did yesterday is is the version I did yesterday is that uh, uh, it's called evolving. That's it. That's anything you practice enough and you get better and better at it. But you'll notice in this song that I have learned to change my voice really multiple times. And you have to sometimes wonder is that the same voice? And you hear it come back. And and that's what you call practicing to finding your voice and what you can do with it. I can do a lot more of my voice than I could have done three three months ago. So we're going to hear several versions of your, is this going to be like a, a thing like with uh, Springsteen when he released Hungry Heart and people were like, whoa, that doesn't even sound like him. <laughs> Some of it is like that and you won't even think it's, and then you'll notice, oh, that he does have a deep voice. And then I had this other voice and there's about three voices in there. So enjoy wow. it. It's, I, I, it's one of my best works, I think. Are you uh, are you trying to tell us something, Glenn? Do you have uh, multiple personality disorder? No, I do not. Okay. I'm talking multiple voice okay. sound. All right, just making sure. I didn't it's, know if you were crazy. It's called playing with your voice. Playing with your voice. Very good. And uh, so we will hear that in a moment. It's the one that's uh, 309? Yep. Okay. No, oh, 310. It's close enough. That's the one. Okay. I only sent you two, so. Yes, yes. And uh, Texas Mike, anything you'd like to plug? Any uh, personal appearances, autograph signings? Uh... Nope, nope. Uh, but excellent concert down the Suena tomorrow night, Blake and Benjamin oh. uh, with Siva. So that's to be a good, good show. Cannot wait to work it. And what? Mike, didn't they have one last week? There were a lot of tractor trailers there. 
The blue ones. Or because it's the start of the their tour, like. To, oh, like, okay. So they're they're trying to perfect the setup and whatnot. All so, right. All right. So yeah, but they're opening their tour tomorrow night. Should be a great show. Excellent. Oh, and Rocky Uber says in the chat room, can you remind Reno he owes us a rap song? It's coming. I'm working on it. Are you gonna do Baby Got Back? I oh, you, nobody suggested that before. Put that in. My, Text me that so I can. Oh, believe work on me, it. I will. Yes, I'll yeah. work on it. Is, does it have any swear words? Little in the middle, but she got yeah. much back. No, I can no, always no, change it. No, there's no swears in it. It's oh, okay. uh, actually clean. Very All good. Right. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody. If you miss any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at wmnhradio.org, and at my website mattconnerton.com. Don't forget tomorrow on the show, Eric Pilcher's classic film review, and this week. The subject is The Manchurian Candidate, one of my favorite films of all time. And uh, tomorrow night, of course, we'll have uh, Retrospectrum Radio with Paul E.C., the subject this week being songs that were banned. Oh, uh, that's like going that. to be, yeah, yeah. be a really interesting show. So uh, really looking forward to tomorrow. It'll be another great Friday. But in the meantime, we're going to leave you with the man with the golden throat. Stop it. The golden voice, the voice of an angel, Glenn R. J. Willett, <laughs> the people's mayor. And this is uh, Glenn with multiple voices, apparently, covering the song Imagine to uh, to play us out. Enjo Just imagine. Bye, everybody. Enjoy. Imagine, the local backing track, performed originally by John Lennon, tonight karaoke style by Glenn Gerald in the key C major, tempo around 74. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us, only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Yeah. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for And no religion to Imagine all the people Living life in peace You may say that I'm a dreamer Imagine your new bathroom. 
sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Thank you.